Hello and welcome to the Nevermind Poly podcast. My name is Matt, I'm your host, and we chat to rock and metal bands from around the world. How are you doing? How are you living? I hope you're doing well. This time on the show, I'm chatting to the excellent Blood Command. I sat down with frontwoman Nikki of Blood Command for a chat at the start of August, and, well, it was fucking excellent. Blood Commander, a band uh, who I have loved for a very long time, and they have a brand new record out called World Domination. It is out everywhere as you listen to this podcast. I want to do a massive shout out to Nikki for coming on the show and the lovely folks over at Good as Gold for sorting this one out. Yeah, man, um, I got sent this record a while back, and um, before we uh, recorded this chat, I basically loved it. I thought it was absolutely fantastic, and I fell in love with this band uh, back when they released uh, their album Cult Drugs. This was before Nikki was in the band, uh, and she was fronting her own band over in Australia called Pagan. Um, so when Pagan split up in 2020, I was I was pretty upset to say the least. I was like, oh fuck, this is this is really shit, man. But um, yeah, when the news broke that Nikki was moving her entire life, her entire existence from Australia to Norway to join Blood Command, I was beyond fucking stoked. Um, and this record is the second record with Nikki at the helm. And I'm so, so pleased to report, as you will have listened to, uh, as you listen to this podcast, I'm assuming as well, it is fucking excellent. If you have not checked out World Domination by Blood Command yet, do yourselves a favor, do me a favor, do the band a favor stop this podcast right here and go and listen to it and then come back to this conversation uh this conversation recorded uh back in august the very start of august so um this was just really really good fun i really enjoyed it nikki was so fucking up for it and it's just really nice to have people who are really engaged with what we're doing here and they kind of understand the concept of we're trying to have to have a conversation rather than just kind of stop start stop start it's just a really good chat i really enjoyed this one and um blood commander a band who i've wanted to have on the podcast for a little while and to get the opportunity to sit down with nikki uh was a real real privilege so a massive thank you there um i don't know how the podcast is done basically because i'm recording this intro at the start of august you won't be listening to this podcast till the end of september so i'm assuming the podcast is going well i'm assuming we've had lots of lovely guests and things uh, as i record this particular podcast i've got a few guests i can tell you about i don't know the timelines as yet if these are going to be out before or after this podcast but basically i'm recording with uh, mark hudson of um of dragon force fame i'm talking to matt stocks of life in the stock podcast lots of good stuff there's a few more which i'm going to keep secret for now but uh, until then you are going to listen to my conversation with the excellent nikki of the band blood command thank you so much for listening check out the patreon all of that good stuff see you later see you in a bit Hi guys, welcome back to the Nevermind Poly Podcast. My name is Matt, I'm your host, and we chat to rock and metal bands from around the world. And it's my absolute pleasure to bring you one of my favorite new bands that I've discovered in the last couple of years. I fucking love this band. I'm sat down with frontwoman Nikki of the band Blood Command. How the hell are we doing? How's things? Hello, I'm great. I'm doing really well. Um, I'm sitting at my home in sunny Bergen. Amazing. Norway. So yeah, I'm really good. Doing very well. Awesome stuff. Awesome stuff. And that that's kind of um a kind of a good place to start. How is how is life? Because you are an Australian living in Norway. Obviously, uh was in a, in a, a Australian band prior to joining Blood Command, obviously being Norwegian band. 
how's that all been? How's the last couple of years been and things? Um, it's a really good question. I, yeah, exactly like you said. So I moved from Australia in 2022. So I think it was May 2022. I officially moved to Norway. Um, and prior to that, I'd been in Norway for like three or four months. Yeah. Um, that's when I first met my band which you know is our blood command um so that was pretty crazy like coming to Norway at the end of 2021 Mm. fresh out of lockdown Um, I actually got like a travel exemption to come over to Norway the first time because I um had to get here because we were meant to be doing a tour with uh the Norwegian band Kvall Attack yeah yeah amazing band yeah yes so I got over here and met my whole band for the first time. We already recorded our whole album, Praise Armageddonism, which was released last year in July. And um, I got over here, never met anybody from Blood Command before. We'd already released, you know, a single off the record and we'd recorded the whole record. So there was no looking back, you know, if it kind of had to work. And at that stage, we thought we were going on this, you know, to, giant tour with Cavall Attack. I think it was like 30-something dates. Yeah. Um, sadly, the tour got postponed because of COVID. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I, I got to Norway. I got to meet my band and it was amazing. And then I flew back to Melbourne for a couple of months and packed up all my stuff. Yeah. Hold a lot of it on Depop, which is like a, you know, <laughs> reselling kind of uh, marketplace for clothes. And I moved to Norway in May 2022. I've been living in Bergen since and it's been amazing. I think like anybody who's moved overseas, they would know it comes with its ups and downs. Yeah, for sure. Um, But obviously it's, you know, it's been amazing for the most part. It's, there's been some hard days, some lonely days, some great days, some yeah, just a, it's been a mixed bag, I think is a good way, good way of wording it. But yes, I've been good. All in all, I've been very good. Awesome stuff. And that, that's the thing as well, like geographically, it, it's not like just pop into the shops. It's literally, you know, Australia is is one side and, and Norway is a complete another. It's absolutely mad. So props for, do, for doing that, for, for the sake of yeah. using the career and everything. It's amazing. Um, and I wanted to obviously talk about the fact that you have a brand new record out. Um, which is absolutely fucking fantastic. Uh, I was listening. I, I was um. I was listening to it today, and I, I was showing my um my my future wife to be, and she was like, "These are fucking great! Like, I love this. This is well cool." So, um, is um, it's called World Domination. It's out on the 29th of September. So, as this podcast goes out, people will either just be hearing it, or it will just be gone out and things. I'm not too sure on my scheduling just yet, but we're having this chat at the start of August. So. The first real question I've got for you is kind of how is the mood in camp right now? How are you feeling about it? Kind of those tentative nerves before things really ramp up. It's a really, that's a really good question. I, you know, this is the first time I think I can ever say about a record that I've released that I'm not nervous about it at all because I'm so proud of what me and Ingva did. Um, Mm It's the first time I've ever written alongside somebody. Ingvar wrote the whole album, uh, as in all the music, mm. all the ideas, all the um, vocal melodies, everything like that. But um, me being a songwriter, like a lyric writer, uh, he and I sat down together and wrote all of the tracks, to, all of the songs together, all of the lyrics are uh, 
myself and Ingva. Yeah. And um, we did not cut a corner ever with one of the words on this record. Like there is not one word that is there because it was a last minute idea or lazy or we yeah. we were so hard on each other when we were writing it. If it wasn't a good enough line, it did not end up in there. And I think that's why I don't feel nervous. Mm-hmm. You know, I kind of compare it to like going on stage. You know, if if you ever get stage fright, you know, yeah. it's bec- usually because you might feel a bit underprepared. Yeah, um, obviously there can be many reasons why people get stage fright, but that is a, a pretty a pretty main reason why somebody might get stage fright. And it's the same with this, with songwriting. I think, you know, if if you've done it properly, you've done your homework, you've really put everything into it, there's yeah. no need to be nervous because if people don't like it, then, hey, that's not their taste. Absolutely. I'm really proud of what I've done. And, yeah, so I just feel really excited. I feel so proud of us. I just feel like it's such a unexpected album people are gonna either love it or hate it and I think that's great songwriting right there like get people talking you know absolutely there's a couple of points I want to just take from that is the fact that I can attest to that that process of saying like so with podcasting it's a case of people have said to me like it's really like you just know your shit and it's like that's because I've got two screens I'm looking at you on this one and I've got a shitload of notes on this one so if I do suck I refer to that but best podcasts are the ones where I don't refer to the notes and we just have an organic conversation if that makes sense but also it's kind of like it is like my battle armor because if I don't go in and you know some people are kind of like they get like kind of um quote-unquote media trained and they're kind of the stock responses and it's like cool but like that doesn't make a dynamic conversation if that makes sense so it makes perfect sense and again it is kind of like a little bit of stage fright sometimes you get on a call and sometimes you don't know how the other person's going to be and yeah so it, it makes perfect sense it makes perfect sense i wanted to also touch upon this is the second record that you are kind of at the helm of the band and and fronting the band and things is there a sense and i, I guess you've kind of answered it as well but is there a kind of a sense of um like uh relief almost because the first record is kind of like oh my god it's the it's the new person it's the whole if you no matter what job you do or anything it's like oh you're the new kid like, you know, you've got to, got to prove yourself with this. It might be something different. How do you feel about that? And is that Yeah, something- it's, again, it's a great question. I, um, I feel like because I've been able to write the songs with Ingvar, yeah. I finally feel like it's really my band now. Before, you know, I was so honoured to join Blood Command, but it was definitely Ingvar's baby. You know, he did yeah. everything. Um, and you know, not to undermine anybody else's talent yeah. in the band, all the guys yeah. are great, but it's Ingvar's baby, you know, mm-hmm. we all know it. So, you know, I I had that conversation with him when I joined and I said, I will join, but I need to write the lyrics yeah, along, yeah. even if it's along with you, I have to, because I I can't sing somebody else's words, like it's just not yeah. me. Yeah, um, sure. You know, I've got a lot to say in everyday life as yeah. it is, so <laughs> might as well put it in a song. Yeah. Um and he was really great. He was really, um, really supportive of that. And he also, you know, like writing lyrics can sometimes be a burden, yeah, even for somebody who loves doing it. Mm-hmm. You can sometimes get writer's block and, you know, it could yeah. just be a pain in the ass doing it alone. Yeah. So it's, I think for both of us, it was a really fantastic experience. Um, but yeah, going back to your question, with Praise Armageddonism, I was so proud to be able to do it. Yeah, of course. Um, 
And, you know, I never, I've never felt pressure to prove myself in Blood Command. I think it's just because I knew, uh, with all respect to the previous vocalists, mm-hmm. I just knew I was the missing piece of the puzzle. Like, mm-hmm. I just thought that they, they were all right, you know, yeah. they were talented in their own right, but yeah. I've just elevated the band. And that's, yeah, you know, it might sound arrogant, but it's the truth. No, no, no. Yeah, absolutely. That, that- <laughs> as well it's it's very much uh it's something you kind of said earlier it's if you if you love it you love it amazing great if you hate it you hate it like that's yeah. fine because that's the thing the music predominantly is made an art predominantly is made for the person making it like everybody else listening to it watching it whatever it's just a byproduct of you creating it do you know what i mean yes, so, exactly. it, it, so I wanted to, to touch on, because I think it's really interesting to see where people have come from. So I wanted to take you right back to when you were, to, you were a small child and things. Where did your musical love come from? Where did your kind of musical journey begin? Um, I That's a really cool question. Um, I think I definitely say it, it, um, I developed a serious love of music from my mum. She, sure. uh, she was a really, really big pop fan, though. So she heard, okay. like, growing up, she would always put on Madonna mm-hmm. um, and she loved listening to like really big radio songs. So mm-hmm. even today I have this like really big love for like 90s pop music, even 80s pop music. Yeah. Um, and weirdly as well, um, just like as a quick side note, mm-hmm. uh, which is Blood Command related, Ingvar also has this real love for that kind of music. There's I, just think, I, think that, I think that totally seeps through, though. Yeah, it's, it's really crazy. Like, it's like you don't want to like. I don't. I don't like putting bands in boxes and things like because it's not helpful. Like it's either heavy or it's good. Like whatever. Yeah, but yeah. It, it is a case of like there is moments of it. It's like yeah, there's like a heavy bit. Like there's a tremolo pick and the rest of it. And the next one's like I can kind of like I can shake my hips a little yeah. bit. So yeah, I grew up listening to like heaps of 80s and 90s pop music from my mum. And then when I hit puberty, so I was like maybe 13 or 14, yeah. um, I grew up in like this area of Australia. Um, I grew up in, a, a, um, in Melbourne, Australia. Yeah. And um, I grew up in an area called the Mornington Peninsula which okay. is like an hour and a half drive from the main Melbourne city. Right. So it's like a small coastal town. It's like beautiful beaches, surfers, you yeah. know, just like a little beach town. <laughs> which, yeah, it's beautiful, but it's hell on earth for a, a teenager who loves yeah. punk music for because sure. that's when – um, myself and my identical twin sister Olivia yeah. we were actually sharing a bedroom we shared a bedroom like until we left home at 18 yeah my parents didn't have enough money to um yeah. get another room or whatever yeah. so we just like sit in this tiny bedroom on our bunk beds and just like listen to punk records cds whatever and heavy metal and hardcore and like started getting into all of this heavy music. I can't remember like specifically how that happened, but I think mm. looking at the psychology behind being two teenagers stuck in this small town, yeah. we just didn't feel like we fit in there. Like, you know, I had friends and everything, but I I just always felt like I wasn't meant to be there. I always felt an urge 
to get out and to move to something bigger and do something better and be not that there's anything wrong with living in a town like that that's fantastic yeah, if that's what somebody wants but it just wasn't for me yeah, and so I started like seeing um going out and seeing bands and like getting the train to the Melbourne to Melbourne city every weekend and seeing bands there and there was sort of like a local um hall called mechanics hall in yeah. a town nearby and we'd go see a lot of hardcore bands play shows there and yeah, yeah just that's how it all started and I think the thing that got me wanting to be a singer mm. um, which goes hand in hand with this story is all of the bands that I was seeing back then were all guys especially okay. in the I say hardcore scene but it was more the metal core scene which was huge yeah. in Australia it's like Bands like Parkway Drive, I Killed the Prom Queen, they all sprung up from this scene, which I yeah, of totally do not like that music whatsoever. Yeah. I guess it's fine if other people like it. It's not for me. Yeah, of course. But yeah. it was really good for me to see these bands because it was all so many, you know, bros on stage. And then it just gave me the urge to want to do that, to be yeah. like, hey, I want to represent other people than... You know, so yeah, that's that's where where it came from, and what I have to thank for being in a band today. <laughs> uh, something I want to touch on, and please forgive me if this has been asked before or whatever, but like I think because you are a woman, do you find yourself kind of like restricted from certain things, or kind of because that's a conversation that people have nowadays? Like you know, it's a case of like you said, predominantly a lot of the time um, in the in the in the early days of. Um, music and things and metal and things like that it was predominantly dudes and for the most part some of the time it is predominantly dudes but you know what it's something I really fucking love is seeing women and non-binary people just going up there and fucking smashing it and gender shouldn't come into it but it kind of does does that kind of annoy you do you kind of get frustrated with that what's your kind of feelings on that yeah I I agree with you it's you're exactly right like it shouldn't come up into it at all but it totally does. You know, it's always like, oh, Blood Command, the female-fronted band. No, yeah. Blood Command are a band. Blood Ooh. Command, the fucking heavy rock band. Yeah, That's like, well, I don't get band. why no. it even has to, people have to say that. And I feel like, and these are just my feelings, like, yeah, of course, other yeah. people might view this differently. This is about my feelings right now. Yeah. My yeah. feelings are that I am treated differently for being a girl, 100%. Yeah by people in the industry, by people who come to see the show, by reviewers, by trolls online, I get treated absolutely differently because I'm a girl. And I really think I am treated more harshly because I'm a girl. Because people think, oh, the only reason why they got that slot at that festival is because they've got a girl in the band. And then therefore I get like a harsher judgment. Mm -hmm. On the other side of the coin, hey, maybe there are we do get more opportunity because of that reason good yeah. for us yeah. but that's that is truly how i feel i feel like i've had so many people in the industry and i won't name specific people or say what they did just so that um in case they heard this podcast right. say, you know who you are you know yeah. who you are but um I've had specific people like come up to me and try to school me on how to hold my microphone or how to turn on a PA. Mm -hmm. And I'm sitting there being like, excuse me, 
Yeah, 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 for sure. Never say this to a guy. And, you know, perhaps they have, but mm-hmm. it's just interesting to me that they don't say it to the guys in my band. And and um, just as a side note, none of the guys in my band treat me like this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm speaking about um, people who are working in the industry who I've experienced along the way. And I just call them out on it. I just say, you're only treating me like this because I'm a girl. Yeah. And they go, ooh, ooh, and they get really awkward and it's really funny to watch them. and hopefully they'll learn something you know I don't want them treating other people like that so absolutely and that that's the thing as well I'm I'm very kind of privileged in this position because I'm aware that I'm a a small fish in a big pond of 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 media outlets and whatnot but a I only have bands on who I like if I get offered a band and I don't like the band for whatever reason they're not to my taste it's like generally I'm like I'll skip this one it's cool blood command first and foremost are fucking wicked that's one um, secondly um being a fan of pagan your previous band and obviously yeah. the, this band as well it was kind of like well, fuck yeah i want to talk to nikki that makes fucking perfect sense to me yeah. uh, and, and thirdly i hope that if anyone's listening watching this uh who've never heard of blood command just go check them out because and this is a beautiful segue by the way uh, i'm really proud of it because i have to point i can't do a scene with segue about pointing out <laughs> you guys have a new single as we record this the plague on both your house the Plague on Both Your Houses, that is right, um, is out now. Yeah, it's a fucking bob, to put oh. it kind of in the most basic review terms ever. It's an absolute bob. I want to ask, how does a song like that come to be? How does kind of the writing process work for that? Because obviously you work with, with your, um, is it, uh, you know, I'm not going to try. It is a tricky name. Sorry, but Gandhi's, yeah. <laughs> um, come to be. Yeah, so, um, I mean, as I as I was explaining earlier, Ingvar, uh, wrote the song oh. so he and I would basically when I first met him I think this was probably like three weeks into knowing him we'd never yeah. met before this time so just setting the scene for the listeners yeah. like you know we've I've never met this guy before we don't even know if we're going to get along I'm staying at his house for four months sleeping on his couch yeah and you know we just get along like a house on fire the minute we meet like it's just amazing and now he's you know one of my best friends in the world and um you know we started we would go to rehearsal and then the other three guys would go home Mm -hmm. and Ingva and I would stay behind and just you know start trying to write and at that time I'd gone through which I'm I'm not talking about this because I am completely over this situation, but it is yeah, relevant to the story. Yeah, of course. Um, I'd just gone through a breakup with this mm-hmm. guy um, yeah. and it was just a really bad breakup. And at that time I was still, you know, I was over the person, but I wasn't over the feelings. And, you yeah, know, I, That's fair. I felt like that kind of broken record to my friends and Ingva included, like, you know, I was kind of like always talking about it and, why the hell could he treat me like that? You know, I was over the sad stage of it and I was like going through that really angry stage yeah, yeah. of being really hurt. And yeah. Ingo, you know, said to me like, look, we can write a song about it. It, it will help you. And yeah. I thought, look, that's a perfect opportunity. And Absolutely. so I, the plague on both your houses was actually, I believe, and this might be wrong, but I'm 99% sure it was the first song that we wrote. Oh, amazing. Yeah. Which is pretty, pretty big task because it's like a four minute song. 
yeah, yeah. And yeah, so it was just like, it was amazing. Like the, the writing process was so easy. Yeah. I sort of explained to Ingva that I wanted to put metaphor in there. And we used um, a lot of Shakespearean metaphor. Yeah. I have a theatre background um, and I studied Shakespeare Shakespeare for about three years. Right. And I used a lot of um, of metaphor in the, we, well, Ingva and I used a lot of metaphor in the lyrics um, to kind of tell the story of how I felt, like the betrayal and the anger. And mainly it's a song about somebody who could never be happy for my achievements, whereas yeah. I was always supportive of them. So I think it turned out really well. I'm so proud of what Ingva and I did. Um, the song is so like riff heavy it's like really yeah, pretty heavy. could be like an old like metallica song or something and that's yeah. something we you know even never thought he would write yeah, and yeah i think it's just kind of perfect and another element of it that i find really perfect too is it's you know there's like the blast beat chorus which is something so that like Hagen would kind of do and yeah, i yeah. Kind of love that like it's just i don't know it was for me it's my favorite song off the record and yeah, yeah, I think I'm really proud. That, 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 was, that was something that I kind of took away from when I when I first heard it because again, Blood Command and Pagan are, t- are two different projects, two for different bands. But I was kind of like, oh, that's got Nikki written all over it. Like I can see kind of where you've so nice you've like, like you've took your personality and gone, yeah, fucking let's do this. Like over the chorus as well, the the catchy hook of the song is just blast beats all over it. I'm like, yeah, I love that. Yes, <laughs> that's awesome that you picked up on that too. I love that. It's amazing stuff. Um, I've got I've got a couple more questions for you for you before I let you on your way and things. Um, and the first of which is uh, so I've got a pre-taint pre-text this question for you. It's a question I ask every guest uh, in 2023. So when Spotify buys this podcast, right? And this is in a hypothetical situation, and I've got lots of Spotify money and all the rest of it. I'm going to create my own festival, okay? And Blood Command is you know invited to come play the festival we'll, and sort you out and everything. But the, the, the point with this is there is no financial limitations and there's no like um, constructual limitations. You could have whatever you want on the rider. What would you like to have? Whatever I want on the rider. Yeah. So <laughs> this is such a good question. So to give you a bit of um, a bit of context. So I had um, Andy from therapy on and he said, I just want clean socks, clean underwear, just like bottled water, like really like simple stuff. I'm like, yeah, you can have that as standard, whatever. That's fine. Yeah. And then I had um, basically the golden answer for this is um, Matt from uh, August Burns Road, the drummer of August Burns Road said to me, he goes, I want a full like monster truck rally set up. At the first <laughs> And it's just so fucking extra and I love it. So, and but also we've had like people say we want like specific like bottles of wine from like this specific reason in, in France and like it's like really niche things. So what would you like to add? See, that, this is such a good question. I thought you were going <laughs> to say, and you probably had people say this before, I thought you were going to say what would your ideal lineup be? Yeah, yeah, I, I had that. I've had that yeah, really I was like convinced. <laughs> okay, so I'm like so certain about what I want. I definitely want like some form of jacuzzi or like bathtub. That's fair. Either or, but I think a jacuzzi. And Mm. then um, I want a cocktail shaker with pre-squeezed limes, um, like, you know, many bottles of tequila and many bottles of Contro for a margarita station with chili salt as well because 
actually. I don't know ask, what, what is your go-to uh, cocktail? But I think it's mar- uh, margarita. Margarita. Oh, like, yeah, I'm the Maggie. Yeah. I, my, I call myself the Maggie mummy. I am the Maggie queen. So, margaritas. And then um, I also think I, it would be really cool if there was a room mm-hmm. which is, like, um, with those headphones and there's a silent disco going on so you can do the silent disco after and then another room attached to that has a massage amazing so the show so to put that into a a context of one room for everybody so we could go to the margarita room yeah margaritas then go to the to the jacuzzi have a little jacuzzi then a massage while drinking jacuzzi go back to the jacuzzi get more no back to the margarita get more margaritas then go for silent disco yeah that's and then one, there's one more room as well. The last room is a chippy room. So there's um, a different serving of French fries from each of the best places in that area. So like the wow. best rated chippies from that area, there's like maybe like 10 different selections. Yeah. And there's like a different French fry from each. I love I love that because uh, obviously you're Australian. I love you for chippy. That's such a British Australian <laughs> thing. Chippy. Chippies. Americans are going to be like, what the fuck is chippies? Like, yeah. on, <laughs> <We've> <laughs> French fries. Because you guys call chips, like, you... So you've got... Chips. Call chips, crisps and fries, but you call yeah. them... Yeah, so we've got, like, if you're eating, like, a packet of, um like, Walkers or, like, insert chip, chip crisp flavour here brand. Yeah, it's, like, chips, but, like... Yeah, you said crease. Crisp, exactly. Yeah. I'm getting confused what we say now. It's confusing me. All this chip talk. <laughs> yeah, my favorite food ever. But yeah, that, that's my that's my rider. Thanks, Matt. If you can organize that for the next show. <laughs> Absolutely sorted. No problem at all. Um, Nikki, what is ahead for Blood Command? Bear in mind this will go out uh, as the as the album goes out. Is there anything that we can talk about uh, that's ahead? Obviously, the album World Domination is out yeah. now. Go and fucking stream it, go and buy it, go and do all the things you need to do with that because, yeah, it's great. But, uh, yeah, what, what's ahead? We um, we have a Norwegian tour in October um, and we've got a UK tour in December. I was hoping so you could say that. Come to that, head to Blood Command's um, Instagram um, or Facebook page. The link is in the bio um, for all the ticket details. Um, and we've got a festival in November um in i think it might be denmark but i'm not 100 percent sure so okay. check that it's called hell hell dorado festival um i don't know i thought we were going to take a little bit of a break from everything but i think we might be doing some more writing once the um yeah absolutely when we get the time so yeah it's a very exciting lot's happening in the blood command camp as always amazing stuff i have one final question which is a question i've asked every guest in the three plus years of this podcast and that is simply what is the best thing about being a musician slash being in a band for you oh that's a cute question um it's that i get to do what i was born to do i think yeah like there's nowhere else other than on stage that makes me feel like i really belong and that i'm really good at and being on stage i think i'm that's where I should be. So yeah, that's that's. I think that's the main thing. And another uh, part two of that is um, when people can get something out of your music. When you see them like crying in a crowd singing the lyrics, that's the most fulfilling thing for me ever in the world. 
Absolutely. And I can I can say now that uh, I've been listening to the to record for a little while and my poor cat has been uh, trying <laughs> to spun around the room every time I listen to the riffs because they're... <laughs> Your cat has a point. <laughs> I don't know where he's asleep on the sofa. You can't see him. He's, uh, he's a little... Sorry, uh, cat. He's, he's Sorry a, to hear you, cat. <laughs> he's, a, he's a good boy. Right. Anyway, thank you so much, Nikki, for this. This has been hey, great fun. Um, yeah, go and go and stream the record, go and buy the record, buy tickets to the show, bloodcommands.co.uk.com, something like that. Google will help. Not yeah. Google, it'll find it. Yeah, exactly. But, um, lovely stuff. I'll let you crack on the rest of your Friday. I'm going to go get some grub. Peace out. We'll see you very Thank soon. You, Bye. Bye.